Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today, we will be previewing the Fortinet Championship on the PGA Tour this week. That's right, it is the start of a new wraparound PGA Tour season. There will be a little bit of a fall schedule followed by a break and then a spring and summer schedule that will bring us to next year's FedEx Cup. The new PGA Tour season starts this week. Now, if you are tuning into the podcast, I am having a weekly schedule now that football season and golf season are underway. Today, I'll be previewing the golf tournament, but tomorrow there will be a college football preview. And Thursday, we'll be doing our NFL preview for week two. Friday will be another college football preview. We got content for football and golf coming your way all week long. If you want any of my specific lineups or to read any of my articles, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. I promise it'll be well worth your time and money. All right, let's get a quick word from our friends at Anchor and then get right into the golf picks. The Fortnite Championship is taking place at Silverado Resort, which is in the heart of wine country in Napa Valley, California. It is a par 72, and it is one of the shortest par 72s on the PGA Tour, checking in at just over 7,100 yards. Now, Silverado Resort is a very interesting course profile when you look at it. It has some of the tightest fairways on the PGA Tour. Driving accuracy is one of the lowest statistics anywhere on the PGA Tour, but yet scores are really low, and you know there's a lot of birdies that are being made. And it's like, why is that? Because people are missing the fairway. Well, it's because the rough is not very penal. It's not very thick. It's Kentucky bluegrass rough, which is very predictive. So that means that if you hit into the rough, you're going to be able to predict what kind of lie you're going to have. You're going to be able to assess it, and you're going to be able to kind of predict how the ball is going to come out, which means that when you get these par fours and par fives here at Silverado, guys just take driver out of the bag, and they just try to bomb it to get as close as they can. So what if they miss the fairway because the rough is not going to cost them a whole lot? Also, it is worth noting that the par fives at Silverado are very easy. They're going to be reachable in two by a lot of golfers here at this field. Um, So what that means is you're going to want to try to find guys this week that can gain strokes on the par fives, and you're going to want to find guys that actually can hit the ball very far. So there's two ways to win here at this course. The first is, like I just said, you want to hit it really far. You want to try to bomb driver, and you want to get into wedge range and then be very accurate with your wedge shots. And then the second way to do it is kind of more of the Max Homa and Stuart Sink mold that have won the past two years here is to be very accurate off the tee and very accurate on approach and give yourself very makeable putts because either way, the winning score is going to be likely near around minus 20, um, somewhere near there. So you're going to have to make birdie putts if you want to win this week. So it's all in how can you give yourself the easiest birdie putts. Do you hit it really far on your first shot and then try to stick it in close with a wedge? Or do you trust the accuracy of your irons to stick it in close from the fairway? Either way can be a path to success this week. But like I said, you're going to have to make birdie putts if you want to win. So we want to try to find golfers that excel at making birdies. All right, let's take a look at the field and see what we got to pick from this week. The top-priced golfer on both FanDuel and DraftKings is Hideki Matsuyama. And look, I kind of get it. If you were to just look at the skill level of every golfer in the field, Hideki is probably the best golfer in the field, and that's why he deserves to be priced the most. But he's in a very weird stretch of golf. The, you know, the summer swing of the PGA Tour did not go very well for him. He had a lot of withdrawals, like 
just weirdly, like before some events, you know, after one round of some events. And he had a lot of missed cuts in the summer also, but those were fields that were a lot tougher than this one, such as the two majors. So I don't know. I don't really trust his recent form, but I do trust that he's still Hideki Matsuyama. He's still one of the best players in the world. And last year, he did have a T6 here at this tournament. So he's got a little bit of course history, but the recent form is a lot of question marks. So I will probably not be playing Hideki in my lineup simply because I just can't get behind the recent form at that price tag this week. Next up is Max Homa, who is the defending champ here at the Fortinet. And historically, he plays very well in the state of California. Plays well here at Fortinet, plays well at Riviera, other California courses as well. He is who I think will be probably the highest owned player. I think that when people build their lineups this week on FanDuel and DraftKings, they're going to start it with Max because they're not going to play Hideki. Now, one other thing that's interesting about Max, he's coming off of a pretty good stretch of golf. He had a tie for fifth at the Tour Championship, but yet he's actually lost strokes on approach in six straight events, meaning that he's not been hitting his irons very well. That's typically not his profile. That's He's typically one of the strengths of his game is he's an accurate golfer. But yet, he, you know, while he's losing strokes on approach, he is scoring well and he's finishing well in these tournaments. So it means that all other facets of his game are really clicking and he's playing some good golf. And I totally think that a lot of people, myself included, are going to be on Max Homa this week. Looking down the board is Corey Connors, who is a recent pick for the President's Cup. And look, I'm just passing on Corey Connors this week. The course does not fit his game. He's generally a very good ball striker who struggles to putt. And guess what? Struggling to putt is not going to win you this tournament. His recent form is solid, but it's not overly impressive. Uh, Like he has a lot of made cuts, but he only has one top 20 in his last seven events. And sorry, but if you're paying at this price tag on FanDuel and DraftKings, you got to do better than top 20, dude. So I'm simply just going to pass on Corey Connors this week. Um, Just not the best profile heading into this tournament. Still at the top of the board, Sahith Thagala is one that I like a lot. If you've been listening to the golf podcast, you know that I like Sahith Thagala. He has the potential to get scorching hot. He's almost won some tournaments that had a lot more elite fields than this one. And given that this is going to be a birdie fest, he can get hot and he can hit some birdies. Now, looking at his course history here, he hasn't been a PGA Tour player for very long, but he finished 47th here last year and 14th here as an amateur. So I definitely like the course history. I definitely like his ability to, um, you know, have a lot of upside this week for Sahith Tagawa. Maverick McNeely was the runner up here last year. Like Max Homa, he's another guy who plays great in California. He historically plays well at Pebble Beach also. Uh, He had a really hot summer, but he kind of cooled off starting in July and August. You know, he had three straight top 10s earlier in the summer back in June. Um, So, you know, I kind of don't know what to make of Maverick McNeely. I like the course history. The recent form is just okay. You know, he's not really wowing you with the recent form. But the runner-up here last year is definitely a good sign. And he fits the profile of somebody who can be very accurate. And he is very good with a putter in his hand. So I definitely think that this could be a place where we could deploy Maverick and he could have a successful week. Looking further down the board, there are only three more guys that I would consider top-of-the-board players, and that is Taylor Pendrith, who is another recent selection for the international team on the President's Cup. And Taylor Pendrith has been absolute dynamite since returning from injury earlier in the summer. He played very well at the Rocket Mortgage. You know, Tony Finau beat him out on Sunday, but, you know, it's still a very good showing for Taylor Pendrith. And 
I don't think this place is as easy as Detroit Golf Club. You know, it's not as flat. It's not as wide. But the concept is still the same. It's, it's still going to be the same game plan for Pendrith. He's going to bomb driver. Who cares if he's in the rough? He's going to be able to hit out of the rough and hit greens and make birdie putts. Now, like I said, he is picked to play the President's Cup next week. Um, so, I don't know. This kind of feels like it could be a bit of a tune-up for him, and he wants to play well, so that way he knows he's going to play well heading into the President's Cup. So maybe that's a little added motivation for him. He's also a guy that I think, like Max Homa, he's going to be very popular. Oh, there's a whole lot of articles this week talking about Taylor Pendrith and why people are picking him to win. So just know that if you play him in your lineups, he's going to be very popular. Cam Davis is kind of like Taylor Pendrith light in a way. Um, you know, he's the same type of golfer. He's a bomber. He's going to hit it very far. He's going to miss some fairways, but that's okay this week. And he has also been really, really good since the summer started. He has five top 16s in his last six starts, which includes two playoff events in those six starts, meaning that the fields were really, really good. So Cam Davis and Taylor Pendrith, uh, if you want to play Pendrith but are concerned about ownership, if you're concerned about his you know, upcoming President's Cup, the pivot to Cam Davis would be a very wise one. I don't think he is going to be very high-owned because of Taylor Pendrith being right there next to him. And also, I think you could play both of them as the start of a lineup if you're going with a more balanced lineup. I like both of them this week. Both of their games really fit this course. Last one that I would consider the top of the board is Emiliano Grillo. So Emiliano Grillo missed the cut at the Open Championship. But other than that, he's made four of his last five cuts, which includes two top fives in that span. He finished runner-up in two tournaments over the summer. And he was great in the FedEx Cup playoffs, which, like I said, much tougher fields than this one at those playoff events. So if guys are scoring well in the FedEx Cup playoffs, they're likely to do well here. And also about Emiliano Grillo, his only PGA Tour victory is here at Silverado. So, you know, it's definitely good vibes for him coming in. He's playing some good golf. I could definitely see going to Emiliano Grillo this week. All right, that does it for the top of the board. Let's talk about some value options. Looking down the board this week, uh, there's a lot of very interesting and new names because there's a lot of Corn Ferry Tour graduates that are now on the PGA Tour. And, you know, while they haven't been playing PGA Tour events, you can see their recent form in the Corn Ferry Tour if you were looking at DraftKings. FanDuel does not quite have that loaded in yet. So when you are playing one of those guys, and I'll give a kind of a breakdown on some of those guys later, just know that some of those guys are like their PGA Tour rookies, their Corn Ferry Tour guys, and they're going to have added motivation to play well this week because they want, not only want to show that they belong, but they want to earn FedEx Cup points so that way they can find themselves in the playoffs next year and retain that tour card. Now, for familiar names, guys that have been on the PGA Tour, let's start there. Brendan Steele is a guy that has incredible course history at Silverado. He won here in 2016 and 2017. His recent form is a little bit of hit or miss. In his last seven events, he has two missed cuts, but among those five made cuts, he didn't finish worse than 32nd in any of them. So if he makes the cut, he's likely to have a pretty good finish, especially given his course history here. He's a guy who's a really good ball striker and typically a poor putter, but you know, if you're looking for a value play this week, I don't mind that they're a poor putter because if they just get hot with the putter for one week, they're going to pay off their price tag very easily because the ball striking will still be there. Now, next down the board is Thomas Dietrich, who may or may not be popular. He made people some money last week if you played him on the DP World Tour, the BMW PGA Championship event. Um, he was T5 there. 
which is a very good finish. That was a loaded, loaded field between all the PGA guys and the Live guys that went and played. He's been great on the DP World Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour lately, and he is a bomber. He's a guy who hits it very far and who I think, you know, the, the course sets up pretty well for him this weekend for Thomas Dietrich. Now, another guy is Trey Mullinax, who has outstanding recent form. He's probably the best recent form out of anybody who's priced below $9,000 on DraftKings or below $10,000 on FanDuel. But here's the problem. He has two straight missed cuts here. So, you know, it all depends on where the argument lies, recent form versus course history. If you like recent form, Trey Mullinax is your guy this week. Now, before we move on to some guys that have great course history here, Let's talk about the Detroit Golf Club comparison that I made earlier. If you're buying the Detroit Golf Club comparison, there's three guys that you should really want to invest in. That's Troy Merritt, Cameron Champ, and Steven Yeager. Cameron Champ has actually won here before, so that comparison is natural. But those three guys play very well at Detroit Golf Club in the recent years, and they are guys who, you know, it's a similar type profile. They're going to hit it very far. Who cares if they're in the rough because they know they can get out of it. So those are three guys that you want to keep an eye on if you're buying the Detroit Golf Club comparison. Now, in terms of course history, Chez Reeve might be the guy who has the most consistent history. He hasn't finished worse than 35th in five tries, and he is a really, really good short course golfer. Like, that's what he does. When the course checks in under 7,300 yards, Chez Reeve is normally pretty good at it because he's not very long but he is very accurate. He's going to put himself in positions to put himself on the green and make birdies. Now, the 2020 event did have two guys that were first and runner-up who are low-priced on this board, and that is Stuart Sink, who was the winner, and Harry Higgs, who was the runner-up. So if you're trusting course history, those two guys just two years ago played very well here in Napa, and they're definitely worth a look this week. There are three other guys, or really two other guys, um, because one that I already mentioned is Cameron Champ. Um, you know, he, he has really good course history here, but there's two other guys who have elite course history that is worth noting, and that is Ryan Moore and Doc Redman. If you're looking for values, those two guys can find their home in your lineup. Now, if you are a big recent form guy, Austin Cook is the bargain bin player to target. He is very low priced, and his recent form coming into this is very good. He's typically a pretty accurate golfer, so I could see that profile, you know, playing out well for him. But if you're buying into recent form, Austin Cook is a name that you need to be looking at. All right, now let's talk about all the Corn Ferry Tour guys. So I'm just going to kind of go through pretty quick. Like I said, these guys are looking to prove that they belong, and they're looking to go ahead and earn a lot of points this week and put, them, put themselves in good position to keep that tour card. So the first guy that is on the board on DraftKings is Taylor Montgomery, who is probably pound for pound the best Corn Ferry Tour player last year. He hits the ball a mile. He was very consistent in finishing. In Corn Ferry Tour events, they feature a lot of birdies, so we know he is comfortable making birdies. Justin Suh, I wanted to call him Sue, like Indomitian Sue, but it is Suh. Um, he won the Corn Ferry Tour Championship last week. Actually, it might have been two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. But he won that Corn Ferry Tour Championship, which is you know their flagship event. It's the best of the best on the Corn Ferry Tour, and he won it to automatically earn his tour card. So he's a guy that's coming in with good recent form, and we know that he knows how to win because he's won in a high-pressure event. Now, an interesting story is Michael Kim, who is a guy that won on the PGA Tour a few, few years ago and had a run of a lot of missed cuts, was not playing some good golf. So he went down to the Corn Ferry, Corn Ferry Tour, 
and he kept playing Corn Ferry Tour events last year. Even though he was a sponsor's exemption to a lot of PGA Tour events, he opted to play on the Corn Ferry Tour because it was a better long-term strategy to get his PGA Tour card, and he did. And now he's back on the tour. He was playing some great golf on the Corn Ferry Tour. He also had a great finish at the Barbasol Championship when he played on the PGA Tour this summer. So he's a guy that definitely, I think, I like his price tag. I like his recent form. And I like his story. Just, you know, a guy that was playing some bad golf and just kept battling, just kept battling, went down a level to get it back. And now he is back on the PGA Tour. Another guy that you really want to watch play this weekend if you can, you know, if you're following on ESPN Plus or on the broadcasts Saturday or Sunday, Carl Yuan. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Carl Yuan. He's been elite on the PGA Tour, or I'm sorry, on the Corn Ferry Tour. And he is a birdie maker. That's what he does exclusively on the Corn Ferry Tours. He makes a lot of birdies. He also makes some bogeys. But, you know, birdie making is what will win you this event. He is a bomber. He hits the ball very far. And he has a crazy swing. Like, just, just watch it. It's different. It's unique. It's fun to watch. And it's interesting to see a guy hit the ball that far with that swing. All right. So, if you want to look in any more of those Corn Ferry Tour guys, on like I said, on DraftKings, they're they're Recent events are loaded on there, so check them out on there. But now, we've talked about all the values. We've talked about a lot of guys at the top of the board. Let's talk about how to build ourselves a lineup. Let's talk about the one-and-done pick, and let's talk about the outright winner pick this week. When building a lineup this week, I think that it is super important to try to get two guys that are above the $9,000 range on DraftKings and above about the $10,500-$11,000 mark on FanDuel. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because I really want to maximize my upside. I think that the guys near the top of the board have a lot more upside this week than guys who are not. You know, and obvi- you know, it sounds like an obvious statement, but I think this week there is a lot of value to be had. With all these Corn Ferry Tour guys coming up, a lot of them were kind of unknown where to price them at on both sites. And so I think that there is some value in playing those Corn Ferry Tour guys. You know, just look at their game logs and see that they're in the Corn Ferry Tour on DraftKings or on FanDuel. Look and see that they got zero events played. That That's your indication. But I think that there's a lot of value to be had in those guys because the public will stay off of them for ownership because they don't know who they are. And that totally makes sense. So if you can find the right values this week, I think you can squeeze two $9,000 DraftKings, $11,000 FanDuel guys into that lineup, and I think that that is the winning move this week. We want winning upside this week for sure because, you know, you're going to have to make a lot of birdies to keep up, and if you can't make the birdies, you're just not going to be able to find a lot of success this week. Now, in terms of a one-and-done selection, if you are starting a one-and-done this week, it's going to be about 45 to 50 events that you're going to be picking, so you need to be very strategic. This week will all come down to how aggressive do you want to start your one and done because quite frankly, there's only about maybe six or seven golfers that are teeing it up this week that you would probably want to use again. So if you want to go a little bit further down the board and get a guy that you know you're not going to use again, that's fine. But the problem is if you do that is if they don't finish well, you're going to be behind the eight ball and playing from behind in your one and done, which is not fun. In your one and done, you want to be a front runner. You want to be able to be at the top of the leaderboard. That way you can make conservative picks that are going to play well and stay at the top of that leaderboard. So this week, in terms of a one and done, 
I really like the option of going with Taylor Pendrith. However, I think that Taylor Pendrith, his, his game is trending upward. So if you want to save him for later, I get that. I also really like the idea of going with Emiliano Grillo or Cameron Champ. Those are two guys that have elite course history. I'm probably not going to want to play them again for like, definitely not going to want to play them again. So I think you can go to them this week. They have winning upside and they're going to give you the ability that you're not going to use somebody. You're not going to be sitting there later on thinking, dang, I want to use Max Homa at Riviera, but I already used him at Fortinet. Yeah, you're not going to run into that issue if you go with um, Emiliano Grillo or Cam Champ. Those are my two guys this week. Now, in terms of an outright winner, look, a lot of the experts are on Taylor Pendrith, and I really, really do like that pick, but I can't pick somebody that all the experts are picking, right? I, I got to go a little bit different. So for the outright winner this week, I am going to I'm going to pick Sahith Tagawa. I think that you know it's been a long time coming for his first PGA Tour win. He's had some great finishes in a lot better fields than this one, and we know that he has the ability to make birdies. So Sahith Tagawa is going to be my outright winner pick this week. Not really basing it off of anything more than he has the capability to get hot, and if he gets hot and it just turns into a birdie fest, he's going to be a guy that has the ability to roll in those putts, and I think it'd be a great story for him to get his first PGA Tour win on the first event of the season. All right, y'all. So that does it for our preview of the Fortinet Championship. Like I said, stay tuned later in the week. We got college football and NFL coming at you here on the podcast. And then on the Patreon, we're going to have all of our lineups posted for golf and for football also. So thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we can make some money on the start of this PGA Tour season. And I will see you guys next time. Mm -hmm.